like I felt like that was a big thing for our African Americans to understand because the way that I learned wasn't the best way. We ain't gonna get into it all that, but welcome, welcome. We are back with the Out of the Berg podcast. Hey. Today we got my boy Chris here. What's up, what's up? Uh Avery may or may not pop in, I don't know. Um we'll see. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> but we got a special guest. Goes by the name of Jay. Trippy Beeman. What's good? How much, man? You already know if you don't know me. It's Super Beam Trip. Trippy Beeman on Instagram. Trippy underscore Beeman, man. I'm a recording artist from Baltimore, Maryland. Also a member of Against the Grain. We out here got merch. It's not just a clothing brand. It's a lifestyle. Uh, Against the Grain. Follow us at Steady Beeman 410 on all social media platforms, man. It's a pleasure to be here with y'all, man. We out the bird, you know the vibes. Yeah, man. A fellow alumni. We got um we've had a couple on and um it's just cool to vibe with, you know, people doing their own thing, businesses and podcasts and clothing and music and just see where y'all at. But um like for me, I just want to know what are some of your influences being that you're from Baltimore, DC, like and you have a group. So like I want to know like what are your Influences musically, as far as yeah, say um, my top influence musically is Juicy J, like overall. Juicy J, I see, I see that. I, I, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> you bumping that music, you going, you want to do a couple of things, like you want to turn up, you want to party, or you want to fight. I'm with all that. You feel me, like yeah, people, yeah, yeah. real big vibes for real. Uh, next, I would have to say Easy E. That's mm. really. Stories through your rhymes, really. Like, I mess with that the long way. If you ever listen to one of my tracks, you're going to feel like you was in a day of the life of trip. Like, I'm kind of taking you through maybe different aspects of my life, but a chapter of it here and there, throw something in there. But it's definitely a whole story. Every time I drop a verse, there's a story behind it. For me. Cool, cool. That's what's up. I like that, too. That, uh, another storyteller that might throw y'all off is Taylor Swift, bro. Like, bumping her music. Growing up, it's like high school vibes for real. I would always, I would feel like I knew her. So that's what I try to convey in my music. Like when I'm putting out stuff, when I'm in the booth, like I want people to feel like, damn, like I no trip just through. Sure. Yeah, I feel that. I feel I'm that. I, I'm, I'm glad you said that too, because like a lot of people wouldn't say something like that. Like they'd be like, you know, like I'm, I'm, I, I you know, Taylor Swift was an influence on me, and such and such and this but but the way you conveyed that was literally like perfect you said yeah. you makes a story and you you wanted to convey a story you, I, I i like that i appreciate that yeah let me see here you got chris what keeps you grounded in your uh progression as an artist as you like keep moving forward keep uh you know building up uh, I've always been a humble person. Uh, I just feel like experiences through my life be a very confident person. Uh, a lot of things that I've accomplished. But I've also had a lot of experiences that uh, just keep me grounded or humble, as I would say. Uh, the main thing that I would say is if I could get one person to stream my stuff on Apple or Spotify, whatever it is, if I could get five views on an Instagram video, I'm cool with that. Cause I would rather die an underground artist than you feel me to sell myself out, sell my soul to do something that I don't love. And like, I just love the creativity of it. I'm being myself. 
So that always keeps me grounded as well. Um, like I said, I'm not really here for the numbers, bro. Like, I have a great following. And whoever rocking with me, rocking with me. Like, my video hit 10K, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get to 50K. I'm trying to get to 100K, even a mil one day. But right now, I'm sitting at 10K on one of my solo videos. You feel me? I'm rocking with that. I'm messing with all 10K. Those people that watched it, shout out to y'all. Like, we're going to go up. But that always keeps me humble because I do see a lot of people, like, getting, like, millions of views or even thousands of views. And it's like, a lot of them industry dudes don't really love the craft for real. It's like they doing whatever their manager tells them to do. Like, oh, this will be a hit song. Like, I'm not in the studio with them, but I've just watched a lot of documentaries and I see the way that the uh, the industry does that to some artists. And one thing is, like I said, we against the grain, man. So I'm trying to stick and be myself. And if you feel me, if that blow up, then that's cool. But if not, like I said, I'd rather die an underground artist than to sell my soul and do some stuff I don't want to do. So that definitely always keep me grounded, yo. Just staying humble. You know what I'm saying? Rock me. Yeah, and I, I can I can relate to that a little bit because like, you know, like I'm the one who edits all of our stuff for, you know, out of the bird. And like I'll like, you know, go on YouTube and I'll look at like different like podcasts and everything, like trying to like gather some stuff, you know, just trying to like see what would make us more popular as a brand and everything. And just like sometimes I look at these, I'm just like, the only thing y'all got on us is literally just your name. And it's just other than that, honestly, it's a soulless podcast. Y'all just out here doing whatever y'all just say words <laughs> like you literally just saying words and you just discussing it i couldn't do that bro yeah. that bothers me hey, i'm gonna tell you though bro is only do that within like durations of time like if you're gonna be checking out other people's stuff you running the podcast let's put it in that category check out their stuff at the end of the quarter you know what i'm saying every four months kind yeah. of thing yeah Not every day Cause you're gonna be, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that we don't really see what's going on. We don't see the promo. We don't see like all the ads they get and are they paying for promotion? Like we don't see all that. So just yeah. you know what I'm saying? And you figure, oh man, I had 10 views on this one on my first video. Now we at the end of that quarter. Did we have any growth? You know what I'm saying? Like, through that podcast, me out the bird, you know what I'm saying? But I, I be looking, I feel you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've had we've had our moments like behind the scenes where we try to go viral. Shout out to Lil Duvall for stealing our, for stealing our video, um, <laughs> election there. But it's like, like Chris said, like we just try to do what the best of our abilities. It's like we can't, you know what I'm saying? Other people do other things. It's like, oh, cool, but we got to have our own identity at the end of the day. So, thank you, Yeah, but speaking of your group against the grain, how was that group formed? So I met Easy Beeman and Raul Beeman in college um, through a mutual friend of ours, Suplex. Uh, I would say really the day that I really remember vividly was being in Lane Center, you know, fresh off the Chick-fil-A, I'm cooling. Uh, I'm walking back with my brother Easy, and I think we both had class or something like that. So we walk in, then we see Suplex, and them students start talking. I'm like, oh, snap, y'all know each other. Like, that's crazy. Uh, Easy was like, yeah, we trying to get in the studio, this, that, and the third. So I was like, shit, studio, I mean, I slide through too. So I end up coming through, and uh, that was actually at the point of time that Against the Grain was making that second mixtape, uh, the round table. So I was really in there with the guys just day in and day out, like some, some night six in the morning, just making music, just hanging out. And I ended up um, getting a couple features on their joint. And then uh, I feel like 
I had made a song flexing. I was super drunk. And I told C-Plex, I was like, bro, I'm just going to come back tomorrow and finish it for you. I come back the next day, and Easy and Juice had put a verse on it. I was sitting in the studio like, bro, who is this? You see, they were here yesterday. I'm like, yo, this is tough. So they ended up putting that song when they mixed it. I think I was featured on there like another maybe like two tracks. And then uh, we had did a show down at uh, G10 in West Baltimore. And Easy had texted me after the show, like, bro, I don't know if we ever had energy like that. Like, it was crazy. Like, it was just the chemistry was just there. Like, we literally just rocked out a show off the humble. It's kind of like you playing pickup basketball. Like, all right, we're going to go try this out. You know what I'm saying? We rocked the show. And Easy texted me the next day, like, yo, you against, the, you against the grain in my book. So at that point, I just felt like that was an invitation. Like, if I see people doing stuff, the same stuff that I want to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, they obviously got to work at because they just put out their first mixtape. Like, these are the kind of people I need to be around with one common goal. So um, that's how I got into Against the Grain. Against the Grain was originally formed with uh, homeboys down at uh, BPI, at Poly, uh, Malik, Deuce Man, Gab Bino. Uh, they was all hanging out in the basement, just doing high school dude stuff. And they started the group. So Against the Grain was started before I joined. But that's how I got my introduction to it. I got, okay. Okay, what's up? The whole uh, OG story right there. I like that too. Yeah. And I mean, like you came, you said like uh second mixtape. Mm-hmm. So you you still basically there from the beginning. They were still like laying down the groundwork. So that's like you 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 still you still part of like that origin. Yeah. 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 Very much so. Um what are your thoughts on hip hop today, if any? Because I've had other people on here, and that's like a <laughs> common theme uh, where they think hip hop is. Is it too lyrical? Is it boring? Is lyrical rap boring? Is the new stuff too gimmicky? And you know, it's a constant thing. So like, right. what's your thoughts on this hip hop in general? Uh, I feel like this hip hop overall as a genre, it goes through cycles. Like uh, the origin of hip hop, you know, like, down in New York, like big freestyles, a lot of punchlines, being very lyrical, you know what I'm saying? A lot of them were rapping fast as hell too. Like, so it was pretty dumb, like super quick. And then let's take it, let's jump onto the 2000s where we was all rocking big white tees and capris and the song was telling you what to do. Lean to the left, snap, lean to the right, snap. Like you dancing with the, you know what I'm saying? And then you can go to uh, a little bit further to the 2010s when you got everybody doing the auto tune, like yeah, you Young Dirk and all of them, like really starting up their own trend. And then a little bit further to the 2010s where you get people like Uzi and uh, who's that Lil Pump and all of them who kind of like had their own sound. They took that auto tune and just like made it evolve into something else. So it's a game that's constantly changing, and I feel like it's a copycat thing too, like. People that have probably started here with this being super lyrical, probably seeing somebody blow up off and like, hey man, turn put that auto tune on my voice now. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I just feel like the game is constantly changing. How I feel about it right now, I, I bump hip hop. Like I still bump old school hip hop. Like if you look at my phone, bro, I got a lot of Tupac, I got a lot of Easy E, I got a lot of Beastie Boys, uh, Biggie for sure. But I still crank, I, I still bump some old Soldier Boy. Like, I still bump some Chief Key. You know what I'm saying? I still bump Gucci, trap music, Jeezy. Like, I love all music. So, I wouldn't say, like, today's rap 
flash because I bought Gunner, I bought Uzi, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like that auto tune, that wavy, even like Young Thug, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love that stuff. So it's a game that's constantly changing and evolving. Yeah, but right now, I definitely think that um, the auto tune kind of like singing while you're rapping is definitely super hot right now. And it's catchy, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not the one to say that that sucks because I'm bumping it for sure. And if you look at even like on different social media platforms, like TikTok is the number one social media platform right now. Mm-hmm. Them telling you what to do. Like people be looking at all the crazy dances they be hitting on there. Like that's, I see why he's so mad because <laughs> like started this stuff. <laughs> you feel me? It's not like they ain't giving you credit for it. We know you started it, but it's like, yo, do it again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they they definitely making up songs to do dance moves too, and it's hit going viral, like you said. Oh yeah, most definitely. And it's just like, and I feel like I feel like the uh, artists be getting paid for those too, because stri- like they stream those songs in there too, right? monetize every social media app like monetize bro use you like monetize the comments monetize running up there for sure I've seen some numbers on that too Sheesh. yeah for sure and uh well you already kind of answered my second question so I'm gonna change it a little bit for you um what would you say the hardest part of being consistent is because you like and when I say consistent I mean like you out here like promoting like the social media you out here putting music with and, and like I, and I'm sure like various other things too so I'm I'm just like like just oh. just like being like doing what I do already just like time consuming <laughs> you're doing way more than what I do here as a uh, as just the editor so I'm just like I'm because and, and just watching you online I get tired <laughs> so I'm just like how does how do you uh <laughs> How do you keep up with all that stuff? How do you stay constant with it? Yeah, I think uh, just seeing the outcome of that work put in, I, I literally tried it once. I said, I started with a week. I say I'm going to post against the grain every day for a week. And I'll see what happens. My story views went up. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, tagging people and they end up tagging me back. So their followers see you know what I'm saying? So the following going up and I'll be really looking at the insight and the um, interactions on our business page and my personal page too. And I was like, damn, like just in a week, it was some progression. Remember we go back, like we said, like we're going to check it quarterly, but I was like, let's check it week. You know what I'm saying? Big progression in just one week. And then I take y'all back to when we dropped Super Bean Bros. Uh, we had kind of been through the process of like creating our own blueprint to the point where it was like, uh, should we drop the single, then drop the tape, then drop the video? Nah, maybe we should drop the video first, then drop the single, then drop the tape. Like, just trying to figure it out on, like, what actually works. So we figured out our blueprint, and we had content, like, and we just kept pouring it out. Like, we dropped the tape. Boom, we dropped the video for the tape. Boom, we did a show at the Crown, showed our faces, then came back, dropped another single, dropped another video from the tape. And just being consistent like that, like, people keep seeing your name, keep seeing your name. And I was just telling my brother this the other day because he kind of asked me the same question. Like, what I would tell you is you got comfortable being uncomfortable. Like, I know I'll probably get annoying. Like I said, make you tired, bro. <laughs> but I don't care because <laughs> you saw it. <laughs> so my job is done. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, no, every time I say I clap, I clap, I'm clapping for you, bro. I'm just looking at like I'm I'm not built like that, interacting with people like that. <laughs> I'm fortunate, bro. Like, like I said, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Like DMs, DMs, comments, comments. Like a lot of my bros be saying, like, damn, yo, I see trippy demon under everything on the ground. I don't care what it is, like I'm I'm shouting it out, I'm with it. And another thing that a lot of people like fail to do or realize is that you can cross network too. I have a lot of social media relationships. Like some of the people I really don't know. Like I've never seen them in my life. But the simple fact that I shouted out your business, you shouted out my business, I comment on your business, you comment on my business. But that's a social media relationship. And it cross networks because we probably got two different demographics following both of us. One of those picks might catch your eye. That's probably how I saw it in the first place, you know what I'm saying? Or even clicked on it in the first place. So definitely like just building social media relationships and being comfortable being uncomfortable. Like sometimes I do get tired of doing that shit, bro. But I just know that the day I take off might be the day that somebody that could have saw it would miss. And that's my fault because I didn't try to put it out. Like I feel like any business that started small and now is like major, they was in the same position we are, yo. Like. You got forced. Nobody was just walking around sipping these. I had to be out in the street like, want to try this? <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. Want to try this? Uh, let's see what it's doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're gonna get you're gonna get one out of two. 50 50 shots. It's a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So I'm shooting out the gym, bro. Yeah, that that's definitely like a hustler's mentality because a lot of businesses kind of fail because they don't they're they're scared to like try what you're doing, like reaching out and shouting out people. And, you know, that's what I've seen, like, from what we've done. Mm -hmm. We've made a lot of, like, social media networks through that. Like, you know, knowing other podcasts and shouting them out. And and that's helped us. Because now we have different platforms to, you know, do stuff with. But, yeah, but that's definitely dope that you said that. 100%, bro. Yeah. Did you already ask your uh, third question, Peter? Yeah, I think I got my questions out the way. Right, cool, then I got one more for you. Yeah. What up? Uh, let me see here. <laughs> if you could change like your platform, like as a content creator, what would you change it to? And I, and I mean like that in like the broadest sense. Like, would you like st- like let's say you changed over from doing music to like being like a like a uh, internet comedian or Whatever you know, whatever whatever you you would uh, do. Uh, I feel like I dropped some stuff on like on like TikTok or the gram that do be type funny. I don't know if I would change the whole thing though. I would love to be just an uh, an artist in the sense the way I could jump in your movie. You know what I'm saying? I can jump on your uh, your show. I can host your show. You know what I'm saying? I could commentate here and there. But if I had to change right now, Trippie Damon, I'm in a uh, music band. If I had to change it, uh, I'll probably just be like a creator, because that's kind of like the umbrella for everything that I was for real. Probably just be a creator. And it's crazy, them dad on creators making bag off these social studio. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Creator. <laughs> creator. Well, I mean, that, I think that's it for the interview. Um, If Chris, you ain't got much to say, we could just go on to the this or that challenge. Let's go. Let's get it, man. Yeah, so I create. well, I wouldn't say I created the this or that challenge. Before the show, I made this challenge for 
any guests that comes on. That's lit. So a lot of the guests I've kind of tripped up because they don't know what, what to pick. <laughs> I'm hoping you probably the next <laughs> the next person. <laughs> Uh, people, yo, I <laughs> don't know what you want. But uh, this list we got, we added from a source you may or may not know. Okay. So um, let, let's go. So first one, check us at Chipotle. Check his name. Check his, okay. That was quick. That was decisive. <laughs> decisive. Okay. Okay. I had checked last night. Boy, I need that number three. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, travel back in the past or travel into the future? Mm. Wow, let's go to the future. Go to the future. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Th- this one's interesting. Nursery rhyme or call Nico? You probably have to provide context for that one because I really... Their songs. I'm going to go with Nurse. Uh, we performed it. The people go crazy when we perform it. It's one of my it's one of my favorite songs that we've ever made. Like I, I love that song to death. It's super fun. Super crazy. Super relatable if you ever played outside at recess. It feels like y'all would go nuts on that. I, I want to say I was... I was working out like a month ago, and it came on random in my playlist. And I was just like, I start, I start feeling like my my energy pump up a little bit just from that day. I'll get you right. That's funny. You pick. Oh, he said nursery rhyme. Nursery rhyme. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't hear. Vans or Nikes. Man, every time. Vans. Okay. And he's going. He's going. Usually, I, 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 we get we get them like in the middle. Like he's dang. I know I'm gonna have to talk to the source. <laughs> yeah, we really gonna have to talk <laughs> to. <this. laughs> okay, I, I, I might throw in a couple of okay. A Walker's Xmas or a Walker's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I love Christmas, but okay. Christmas. Okay, this is the last one, but I'm probably gonna throw another one. Longboard or. Bonfire. Golly, man. I got <laughs> that's tough. Okay, we got one. We got one. <laughs> Dang. I would do the bonfire. Cause when I'm skating most of the time, I'm by myself. The bonfire, I'll be with my family. So if uh-huh. I had to... Yeah. Okay. Let me let me pull, let me pull because I, I think I need to let me see if I can pull some ones. I I, I have some archived over here. Are you good? Uh, let's see if I could. I'll put some up this week. All right. Better music in their prime. Kanye or Wayne? Wayne. Free. You feel me? All of the Carters. Like, and we're talking about the prime. We're talking about 500 degrees we now. Yeah. Okay. okay. You're right. You're right. I'm saying now, trust me, a lot of Kanye songs take me back to like, you know, you listen to a song and you be like, Damn, I'm going to eat great on my way to practice in the back of my dad's car. <laughs> like, graduation, I'm automatically back in the backseat of a Cadillac on my way to practice every time. <laughs> like, let's get prime your Wayne with this. Too hot, bro. Like, way too hot. Wait, it's, it's going to be the last one. Got you. Last one. So, I did Outcast 
versus hypothetically if they did an album, Kendrick mm-hmm. and J. Cole. <laughs> that, that was the face we was hoping for. There we go. Uh, <laughs> yup. Yup, we did that. And I'm trying. Thanks. And them flows definitely mix. Like they would make a crazy group. Yeah. I don't know if anybody is really messing with Andre 3000, like lyrically or creatively. I'm going to go with Outcast. Okay. I, I I always tell you this. There's no outcast. There's no duo musically that's better than Outcast that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Like, they're too unique. Yeah, they're too different. They're too different. And they just mix so well. Like, and I'll never. Do they have a feature together? Because if so, I need to download that joint. I'm talking about uh, J Cole and Kendrick. Yeah, uh, they've done a couple records together, but was it black? Was it the Black Friday joint? I mean that would no, nah, they went on each other's beats for that. Oh, like actually did a song together. The only song I remember was the, the record on Born Center. I forgot the name of the song. Hey, send, send me that joint after the show, bro. I'll definitely bump it. Yeah, that's, that's the only song I could think of. But yeah, I mean that was that for the this or that challenge. Uh the source to this, we need to have like a we only got one. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, some good questions though. I ain't gonna lie. But I'm just, a, yo, I, I'm not an indecisive person, yo. I'm either with it or I'm not. Okay, okay, okay. So um, our next segment, which is kind of like my segment, but people can chime in, um, Bozo of the Week. Let's go! <laughs> so, yeah. So um, Bozo of the Week, I'm giving it to the media coverage of, and the police, of the man that killed the eight Asians at the parlor. Bozo. <laughs> so we giving them Bozo the week because first and foremost, when they reported this, they didn't put this dude's name out and they didn't put his picture up. Wow. Now you, now you know if this is a brother or if it's a Muslim or if it's an Asian, they checking, they background checking us. They're telling us when we smoked weed. Yep. They wrote all our information out quickly. But somewhat, somehow, some way, some media platforms forget to put his picture up and his name. He forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and somehow to forget to say he's a domestic terrorist. It just said eight people got killed. Wow. Yeah. It said it was because he had a bad day. That's the next, that's the next thing. That joint blew me, bro. The police officer had the nerve. The chief of Atlanta had the nerve to say, the man had a bad day. Don't we all? We all have bad days. <laughs> Every, how, you know how many brothers don't have bad days and committed drive-bys? I don't see, I don't see that excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, how many, we, we, we have a bad day, we kill somebody. Shit, we go into jail for what, 20, 30 years and we ain't seen our people ever. Yeah. But... Yeah. This white terrorist thug goes and shoots, and you want to say he had a bad day. Wow. Really? <laughs> and, and then to add injury to insult, they're also saying the man had sexual, like the reason for the shooting wasn't a hate crime. It was sexual frustration. Yeah. 
Bro, what? It doesn't make, make sense. It don't make I don't get sexual frustration and killing. It don't match up. I, I, I can't. I don't get it. Nigga, if you're sexually frustrated, I'm about to say some uh, crazy things right here. Just go beat off in a damn room. Somebody's free. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> I, I, I don't get the connection between sexual frustration and a gun. <laughs> Does that get you off? Like, uh, but yeah, um, Balls of the Week just goes to the media and the police. They, one thing I would say on some serious shit, white people, please hold your people accountable. Exactly. Exactly. Hold them accountable. We tired of the, we, the excuses. Nigga, brothers ain't getting that same excuse. Hispanics ain't getting that same excuse. Asian, <laughs> Asian we not getting excuses like that. Please no. hold people accountable. You think I asked a question, bro? Was it like obvious that it was his goal to make sure that he murdered those eight Asians? Like, was it just like group, big group, or was it like these eight Asians? They got to go. And nah, he did it on purpose because I think they said he drove to the first one, he killed three people. Then he drove like almost 30 miles to the next location, killed those people. Then he drove to one more location. What's that? In like in the same place. No, no, not in the same place. They were three different places. Three different places. So this is what we call a hate crime. Yeah, like you said, a terrorist. A terrorist. <laughs> this ain't no like, and I don't I don't throw mental health. This dude is just a crazy white man. I don't want to hear no. T- <laughs> you tripping? Tri- you tripping? Like ain't no ain't no nigga go. I mean, brother going to go to a random place and shooting. A selective people, and you're gonna say, Oh, he had a bad day, or, or you're gonna call him a thug, you're gonna have oh, a mugshot. I saw, um, that's crazy that we gave Bozo of the Week to the media and the police, and also the uh, the judicial system down there in Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> I remember, I think it was maybe last summer, uh, young black male, he had actually passed away, and they had said that. They gave all the information that they didn't give in this case here. They, they told us why it happened, when it happened, how it happened. You know what I'm saying? The picture that they put up, young man sitting with a bottle of Hennessy with a white beater on in the liquor store. And it's like, yo, you couldn't went and got a picture from like maybe in school, maybe like a graduation, even just outside with the family. Like the way you portray our young men in the media. Like that's, mm-hmm. it's, they're not even giving out your name. You know what I'm saying? They didn't give, they just given a lot of excuses. Too many, too many. But uh, Chris will be playing the sound effects around this time somehow. But (laughs) (laughs) let's go on to, it's probably going to be the last thing we touch, but we're going to get some weekly questions. Weekly questions. Yes, yes, weekly questions. Um, I will say this, uh, there's a specific person that asked me a personal question. Mm-hmm. I will address I will address this in two weeks. I'm not gonna address that right now for obvious reasons. Chris okay. knows why. <laughs> Chris knows why. Oh, do I know this question? Yes, it's the question we had a the you know Jav- Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He knows, yeah. So Nick, he knows why I'm not gonna address it now. But we have weekly questions. Um the first one. 
Would you guys take the COVID vaccine? Vaccine. Yeah. I would say my answer right now is no. Mm. It's not the simple fact that I haven't seen enough uh, groups of it go through. I don't even get a flu shot. Uh, I just make sure I have my tetanus shot so that I can go to work. I need that because I work in the school system, but I don't even get a flu shot. So I'm definitely not going to jump out and get something that's brand new. Maybe a couple years down the road, if it's an ongoing thing and you know what I'm saying, it's uh, affecting the way we live our day-to-day life already. But if it's going to be affecting our life in long-term, then I'd definitely be with it. But I do not want to be the guinea pig of the vaccine right now. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I, I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not gonna get it anytime soon. So I know, cause like the side effects I'm hearing are a little bit weird after the second shot, like the headaches, the nauseous, and I, I, I just, I'm a guy. I'm careful of what I put in my dang body, because <laughs> I don't know what effect it'll have on me. So right. For me, I'm just gonna quarantine and detox. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. I'll get your immune system right so it can fight it off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, but, like, my reason for it is mostly because, like, like, both my parents are, like, uh, immuno, is it immunocompromised, I believe? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I just want to reduce my ability to at least, I know, I, I know you can't really necessarily, like, uh, kill it with just being vaccinated, but, like, at least maybe, like, reduce the spread of it. Hopefully, yeah. and also, I've also heard about and don't don't get me wrong. I am very like hesitant about the whole thing still because like I know about how you know like our people been like treated and like tested as guinea pigs and stuff like that. I'm yeah. fully aware of all that stuff. So like, but like, my sister also had it or not not had it, but like she she got the vaccine. She got the second dose. She and she did get like sick for a little bit. Yeah. I think she was sick for like says she had like flu-like symptoms for a day and then she just had a headache the next day and then after that she was cool uh-huh. but at the same time though, i'm still like just just like, like even after hearing that though i'm still just like wondering like what's the what's the long term does it outweigh the long term of actually getting the virus versus like the long term of what, what what the vaccine might do to you i'm you know like i'm still not sure but right now i'm leaning towards yes more so for like like my just family in general mm-hmm. but i'm not you know yeah. Okay. I, I feel. I feel that, Chris. I, I'm. I don't live with my family right now, so like I don't have to do. I just detox <laughs> and just stay at the house. So I feel you on that. Just to protect your family. That's smart. But on to the next question. So we're gonna get to some music questions. We the best DMV artist of all time. Of all time. Yep. Peace. Let me think. In the DMV, all oh, time. Uh, this one, I had to think thoroughly. So, time, um, bro, because there's a lot of people from the DMV that crank. Yeah, yeah. I had to stamp one right now. I'm yeah. gonna have to stamp on Rico Nasty. Rico Nasty. Rico Nasty. She's very DMV. underrated. I'm stamping that nasty mob for sure. Very underrated. Um, if I had to pick one, I like I probably gotta go with Wale. I'm saying that too. Wale. I do like Gold Link though. Gold Link. Gold Link is tough. 
but probably Wale just because he he's probably the one the DMV artist that like made it out big time. And mm-hmm. I, and at first he kind of compromised his art a little bit, but over time he's back to where he was. But yeah, I'll probably go Wale. Ah, uh, fat though. Yeah, yep. I think, and I just had to look it up because I wasn't sure, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yes. I'm gonna say Cisco. Cisco oh. from our Baltimore. <laughs> Cisco, you would oh if we took oh if we talking R and B. Oh wait, 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 it wasn't it wasn't just because I was just thinking rappers, because if we talk R and B, I might have to change my answer. <laughs> We can do I, no, if we, well, if we talk R and B, then I'll probably, I'll probably go. If we talking DMV, are we including the whole of Virginia? That DMV, bro. Yeah. Then you got, you got, you have to throw in. I hate. Uh, you have to throw in Chris Brown. You have to throw in Pharrell. Definitely. Timberland, Missy. That's a whole like. <laughs> Cause when I when I hear DMV, I'm just thinking DC and like. Yeah, old DMV because you got that that Virginia in there for sure. Virginia got a lot, a lot. Trey songs, yeah. Yeah. Right, I I would stamp Rico just off of like how much I bump her. Like, I'm saying like I definitely grew up bumping the Timberland. I definitely I still mess with Chris Breezy even after he did that crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean I I, Breezy, but I think he is a goat. You know what I mean? But definitely rock nasty, bro. Best concerts I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> yeah. Another one, the clips. Push a T. Oh yeah. That's another one. Yeah, Virginia got a lot of heat. Yeah. <laughs> both, both members in the clips. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's heat, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean that DMV question, yeah, because even you got Cisco. Yeah, okay, Cisco, that's a good pick, Chris. I, I didn't even think that. That's a good, that's a great pick. Ice cream joint down in the harbor. We was growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? I used to sing at the uh ice cream joint down in the inner harbor. Oh, true. Drew Hill? Talking about their leg work, they was really outside singing, bro. Like <laughs> crazy. Crazy. Um, a street in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, our next question is: yeah. the music industry actually flopping? Is SoundCloud rap the new thing? <laughs> that is <laughs> <laughs> interesting. The person that asked me this, I, I, I really okay. I feel by um, you see Jay Z and his link with Title. Yeah, kind of like. <laughs> Put a pause and all that BS, which I understand, but it's literally changing. Like that's what it is. Them people that we named, uh, after Chief Keith and them, yep, SoundCloud rappers. Like it's a thing. It's a category. Yep, like cloud rapper. Like your stuff blow up on SoundCloud, and you know, get to the right people. You know what I'm saying? It's just an underground following, really, that could end up blowing up. You know what I'm saying? But to answer your question, yes, I do think. Hip hop is changing, and sound rap are definitely. I I would say this uh, to the music industry actually flopping. I don't think the music industry is flopping. I think the old, 
way of doing like the labels, I think that's flopping. Oh yeah, for sure. People, that people, that is failing. Like the old traditional labels, they they're failing. And uh, the SoundCloud thing, I would say. Here's the thing, like with SoundCloud rap. Once they get that hit or that record, they don't go back. <laughs> so, so it's like I could say, yeah, it's a way of like getting your way up. But how many dudes that when they get that one record say, "Hey, I'm just gonna stay here." They just they go on and they do some other shit. I mean, so that's I, I think, I mean, it's a platform. No, it is. I think um, there's a few people we can say that had that one hit and then they went up with it, but it's very few. Like you said, I think that like also to a point you raised about the major labels, Mm -hmm. like hitting off it because people just become independent artists at that point. And it's like, I don't do this because I'm getting money doing my own shows, getting money selling my own merch. Like I don't really need you to do this. But a lot of them are reaching out to these SoundCloud rappers. Yep. Providing, providing them with that extra push that they need. Like, oh, we need venues to do this. Like, we're going to get you sold out dates because you got this, like, kind of a, like, I don't want to call it a cult, but this following that's like, oh, yep. with you because of what we heard on SoundCloud. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and SoundCloud, like every other social media app, like, it's worldwide. Like, your song could be played in freaking Japan, Europe, America. Yeah. It's gonna go around, but yeah, dude. Like you said, I don't think the industry is flopping. To answer that question, no, nah, it's not. It's actually like it's making a way for people to get money independently rather than reach out to a big label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right now, like, um, they're doing the versus battle with uh, Raekwon and Ghostface tonight. But oh. like, yeah, they're doing that. But versus did an acquisition with the Trilla app. And now Ghostface and everybody that's done a versus battle has a stake in the company. Oh, yeah. It's so up. it's like, uh. like you said, industries like it's changed, bro. It's like there's so much ways to get a bag. So I wouldn't say it's flopping. It's actually like profitable. Exactly. Working, yeah. yeah. Like I told y'all in the beginning, bro, you can monetize anything that you own, bro. Like if that joint making you $2 a week, it's still something, right? I know people profiting off of these socials, bro. For sure. Trust yeah. me. And then uh, just to keep my short right quick, I'm going to say, nah. And mostly because, like, just like what you said earlier, it's just like, uh, y'all not pushed by any major brand, uh, uh, company or anything, but you're out here able to, like, still push your stuff the way you want to. Mm-hmm. And, like, independently at that. So it's just like, it's just the game is changing. For better or for worse for people, because like you're gonna get like some of these dudes off like uh SoundCloud or TikTok, wherever you know, like they finding these dudes to like do these little uh two little like 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 the short lived dudes that like have a little one hit wonder or whatever, and they'll sign a deal, be stuck in that deal for a while. So it sucks for them, but like for the business, uh, like business wise, it's great for them, I guess. Yeah. So gotta stay true to what you do. Signing papers unless you got a lawyer, you agree with the terms. Yeah, I got that three. You signed that three sixty. You fucked. Sure. <laughs> fucked for life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. Let, let's throw it back to uh, the next question is a Frostburg question. 
We got Frostburg alumni. We're all Frostburg alumni. Yep. What's your What's your favorite thing about Frostburg, and what's your least favorite thing about Frostburg? <laughs> My favorite favorite thing about Frostburg is the ability to walk everywhere. You do not need a car in Frostburg. Nope. You can hit somebody up in ten minutes. You'll be there on foot. Yep. But you know, like. That was super, super accessible. Like, I loved it. I loved that so much. Uh, I remember throughout my day, I was everywhere, bro, from Edgewood to West to Lane, all the way up to freaking the Upper Quad with Guile. Like, I'm everywhere all throughout the day, off center. Like, I'm on Center Street. I'm on Bowie Street. I'm on Main Street. Like, walking everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And then for the amount of drinking that we was doing, you don't need to be driving anyway. So that would be my favorite part about Frostburg. I would say my least favorite part about Frostburg is that it's not a college town. Yep. Town with a college implemented in it. So I think I didn't really learn about this until I learned about the history of uh, Brownsville up on the Upper Quad. And um, basically all the African-Americans at Frostburg used to live in the Upper Quad. Mm. Around the, uh, I want to say it was the 1940s, kind of just like push everybody out. And then that's how you get like your locals for real. So and you see a lot of the population in Frostburg is like uh, mixed. It's a lot of mixed people out there. Yeah. <laughs> Reasons why for real. But we would literally be partying next to somebody who got, their kids got school tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Or like that's somebody's grandmother. We party right across the street. like. The campus was just like plopped right in the middle of this town, and it kind of gerrymandered it to the point where it was like, "Screw you guys that just live here! Like we try to make money." I I had seen a lot of those interactions, like with the police. Like we throwing the rage and we throwing the banger party, and it's like eleven o'clock, and we got to turn our music down and do all this. But you know what I'm saying? You're not tripping off of Johnny and them over there with the keg out on the front porch. So like, is it really that we partying? It wasn't that. I talked to the police and I had open dialogue with the police. Like, it was the fact that we were next door neighbors to people who are actually live in the town. Like, they got kids, they got families. They don't want to hear trap music at one in the morning. Like, now I feel that as an adult, like, damn, we was tripping. That's probably like my least part about it. We kind of just like kind of take over their town from August till crazy. Yeah, no. and I remember you and a couple of your brothers having like a little, uh, little meeting up in, uh, once it was in like CCIT or somewhere, or, or no, not CCIT, it was in, uh, the science building. I forget what it was called. But, uh, and, and y'all had like a cop come in. He like explained like all the uh, ins and outs of, uh, living off, uh, living off campus and stuff like that. So I remember that. Like, I felt like that was a big thing for our African Americans to understand because the way that I learned, wasn't the best way. We ain't gonna get into it all that, but the way that I learned what was going on was not the best interaction with the police. So uh, that was just a part of me. I had to do community service and I had just joined my organization too. So I was like, I'm not just gonna take this knowledge and keep it for myself. Let me give it out to the community of Frostburg. So I reached out to the, that officer was actually the one that um, had me in a holding cell. So our relationship is cool now. We good. I was tripping. I didn't know. But 
I'm just glad that we could get that knowledge out to the whole community because a lot of us didn't know. We're like, yo, why are you shutting down the party at 10 o'clock? Like, getting all of our parties shut down. But you see, like I said, Johnny and them over there with the keg outside. It looked like they having a great time, but you just drive right past them. I felt like something that needed to be talked about in open dialogue with our people. Yeah. So, thank y'all for coming out, though. That's lit, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Always support. <laughs> yeah. And... Back to your point, I, I did like notice, I think was it a semester, I think the semester before I graduated, the parties started to, they started to shut down the parties mad early for like yeah. black frats that were holding parties and stuff. And I just never got it. It was just like, why are they doing that? Like I, all the white frats are having their events. They don't do anything. So it's good that you brought that up. Um, but to answer my favorite thing about Frostburg, I'll say it's the connections I made. For real, like the friends and stuff. Cause prior to Frostburg, I didn't really have too many people I rock with like that. So probably that, you know. Um, and the least thing I hated, the thing I did not like about Frostburg, there's a lot. Um <laughs> but I'm gonna just just to be nice, I'm gonna just say the weather. Just because it gets too dang. It, it gets too cold. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just to be nice. It gets too cold. Yeah, I remember one time... You think Frostburg is just a name, bro. It's a statement. Uh, <laughs> I remember... I do remember one time vividly. I was driving back up to come back to campus. I, I live in Hagerstown, which is like an hour. Right? It's an hour. It's cold in Hagerstown, right? Fine, right? As soon as I crossed the lines to Frostburg... It was snowing. Yeah. Like, son, like, you can't make this up. Like, you can't make this up. But yeah, I'd say Frostburg was my yeah the weather. Oh, it's real cold. You're right, bro. Real cold. Real. Why are you, Chris? Uh, I think, I think my favorite part was kind of kind of like, I guess, yeah. Frostburg kind of like a low-key HBCU, so I kind of really like that, you know? Because, like, I, I was going up into these mountains, and I thought, like, man, I'm be the only one that look like me here. <laughs> but then, like, you know, you're on campus, and it's, like, everybody black. <laughs> so, not to interrupt you, Chris, but when I graduated, my cousin went to Virginia State University, right? Mm -hmm. a historic um, HBCU, right? Came to my school, and I was like, he thought it was going, he'd never been up to Frostburg. He thought it was going to be white, right? He came up and was like, yo, Peter, this low-key HBCU, bro. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you got too many black people here, but <laughs> back to you, Chris. Yeah, no, I mean, like, because, like, my original plan when I was going up to Frostburg, I went up there because, like, it was cheaper and I needed, like, an actual school where I could get, like, some, uh, some, some of my actual, like, core classes. Mm. So, like, my, my, my true plan was I was going to go up there probably going to play like a year of football and then I was going to like transfer to like Shepherd or somewhere because that, that that was the schools I was originally looking at but I wasn't going to be able to like uh, uh afford it you know straight out of FCC so I wanted to like uh -huh. have a little like a uh, highlight tape or something you know to to give them so so maybe I could get like some little partial scholarship or something uh -huh. yeah uh -huh. but after like I got there I was just like man that's a lot of black people here I made friends you know I was just like hey this is this is great. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even play football. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. What about your least favorite thing? And then, bro, the food, food, food that the, I did not say that at the calf, bro. <laughs> oh God, I lost. I've always been big, but my first semester, I lost twenty pounds. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Chris? I'm gonna have to. Yeah, that that's the best. That's probably the answer that you're gonna get from everybody. The calf, man. <laughs> Son, I think we did a whole report trying to like save the calf one time, and it still failed. Mm-hmm. That's- that's tough. I'm, I'm, I'm the type of dude. If I, if I got all you can eat, I'm gonna make my options work, y'all. Oh yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I, I made it work. Um, you know, but it's just like, like my, my initial take on it, like my first semester there. I'm just like, man, all they got for me is fries and pizza, and, and oh. so, so I was just like, bro, it, why am I even here anymore? <laughs> yeah, the, the only thing that they had right was the breakfast. <laughs> the breakfast was good. Yeah, good. And then shout out to Sion, the pasta line. True. Yeah. If you didn't know about it, you would never try it. You had to go through that one time to peep it out. Real time. Yeah. 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 Those are the only two, but everything else was just eh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. No. Nah, so y'all, did y'all go to Frostbury when they had cat tracks? No. Nah, literally, my neck, my uh, my first semester was the was the uh semester they had got rid of it. So what was it? Know. So did y'all have sub zero? No, that that was uh, pre us, pre us. Yeah, cause I came, I came 2015. They got rid of it 2014, I think. Wow. So y'all ate the subway and it was like right underneath of the dorm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, Taco Bell. No. When, when I came up here for my visit, it was up here, and then when I came here, I was very upset that it was gone. Uh, <laughs> I was sick about the mode joint too. I just felt like it got super gentrified. Like they were saying, like, oh, should we get a uh, Dunkin' Donuts or a Starbucks here? And everybody got a chance to vote on it. I'm like, yo, you get Dunkin' Donuts, you can get donuts and a coffee. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they vote uh, Starbucks, and that's how they got there. And they voted for uh, Moe's over Taco Bell. And they just, yeah. I don't know who that, but y'all know where my vote was at. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, that's literally so many options of right. food. The lane was lit. The lane was lit up, fool. Damn, that's crazy. That's wild. Yeah. But uh, for our last question, <clears throat> shout out to the person that made this question. It's a good question. What do you hope to accomplish by the end of 2021? Nice. I got, yo, I got some crazy goals for 2021. I was literally just uh, talking about these at the bonfire not too long ago, but uh, I want to drop. Four, uh, like visual photo shoots uh, created by myself. Mm. Uh, I want to drop at least two mixtapes. Oh my! We got these two mixtapes, um, and then I want to drop one mixtape with everybody and against the grain not just solo i want to drop two solos excuse me and one with everybody and against the grain like collab tape yeah uh, i want to sell 200 units of my acid tripping shirt and then uh, i want to sell out 
of everything that we dropped. So right now, we literally yesterday sold out of all of our um, the camo jackets. Mm-hmm. Every unit of those. Now we got our lady sweatsuits. I'm trying to sell every unit of those. Like everything that we get in, I don't want any fear left behind. Like I'm trying to sell that joint. So yeah, that's my goals for 2021. And I'm I'm on it, bro. We're gonna make it happen. So what uh my goals fix everything that got messed up in 2020. Because <laughs> a lot of things I made a lot of mistakes last year. So um I think my number one priority is my physical and mental health. Mm-hmm. So that's priority. Then just my finances and um, st- I don't want to invest in stuff that's going to lose me money. Because last year I looked at some of the stuff I put my money into. I didn't reap any benefit. <laughs> so I'm trying to, yeah, just trying to fix everything up. Get everything um, almost back to normal before 2020. Because 2020 just like, you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, like last year was one of the worst years I've had. I think the whole world, you know, like, ugh. but yeah, fix everything as much as I can. You got it, bro. But I say, if it's any way I can help, you already know where I'm at. So hit me, man. Definitely. And then, are you, are you done? You got some more? Yeah, yeah, I'm done. All right, for me, well, one, I, I'm not going to talk about on a, I might tell you afterwards, but, um, one, I want to, you know, stay sane. I don't know if you know, Jay. I don't know if I ever told you, but I'm taking uh, uh, master's classes now for my master's degree, and I am tired. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. So, you know, going between that, this, and uh, and uh, work, I be tired all the time. But, I mean, but, but, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm in there, you know, so that's what's trying to do that. And then uh, probably... Probably buy a car. I'm I'm trying to buy a car this year. Oh man, you can do that for sure. Oh yeah, I know. It's just like I'm, I'm so I'm so I'm so I'm so tight wider when it comes to like uh money like that. Cause I, cause like I'm every time I think about like well you know maybe you should wait maybe you should hold it off because you still got you still got the one you got right here. It's still running okay, but it's just like it's it's time though. It's time for a new car. Yes. When you know um, you from the mistake I made last year. Think that very thoroughly. Oh yeah, I had. Don't worry, trust me. <laughs> I said you might want to talk to bro because we made some mistakes last year. You feel me? You might talk to some people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I mean, they, I mean, a car is a good investment if you invest in it right. So I feel you, Chris. I I, I didn't mention this, but I want to get a a certification this year as well. Oh, and what? Uh, a certified fraud examiner. Oh wow. Boy, yeah. the people up. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's cool. my goal this year. Um, just so I can have leverage and more money. Oh, and uh, you know, boost this podcast up as much as possible. That's also a goal. Yeah, 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 Chris. That's 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 a universal goal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know Avery would uh thoroughly agree with us. Uh <laughs> yeah, I think we've done great with what yeah. we had what we had to deal with last year. Actually, it's an anniversary. Of us going on Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's the anniversary. Yo, it was like the 17th, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I didn't even think of that, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, we haven't seen us, uh, we haven't seen each other in person in a year. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, like literally, like this weekend, I think. Yep. It's the yeah, anniversary. It's crazy. Yep. I didn't even think of that. 
Yep, yep. So I, you know how I found that out? Mm. IG has the uh the post of um you know the emergency episode we dropped? Yeah. It had, it had uh it showed that anniversary of it dropping. So I was like, dang. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy, yo. Yeah, man. I mean, we've been, you know, working the podcast, trying to go viral. Shout out to Lil Duval. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I think that that's that's it for the show. Chris, you got anything else you want to express? Or... Nah, you know, just we appreciate you coming on the show, Jay. You know, like, as always, we're going to keep supporting you. Like, you've been supporting us, in which yeah. we appreciate. Yeah, man. And I mean, the support is needed, man. Uh, thanks for listening to our show, giving feedback. Because I think that's the thing we need to know what we, you know, what to play with, what not to do. So we thank you a lot, bro. Already, man. I appreciate y'all. Everybody that's doing right now, make sure y'all check out Out the Berg Podcast. All social media platforms, they beaming up, bro. It's lit. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. And of course, you know, they got to they got check out Trippy Beaming. We're against the grain and everybody, the whole crew. Yeah, man. Y'all, y'all make some hard ass music, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so that's that's it for the show. We will be on YouTube at 3:15 on Mondays all the time. Please <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe. That is the most important thing. If you want us out there, you want to see my face, you want to see Chris's face, you want to see Jay occasionally, you want to see Avery. Please. That's what that's what you that's what you need. And you can catch us on all podcasts, Apple. Spotify, Google Podcasts, everywhere except what Pandora. Pandora, yeah, yeah, we're working on that. Um, <laughs> um, our social media page out of the on IG. Follow because I still have the polls I'm doing the this or that. Um, y'all like that apparently, so I'm gonna keep doing that. Um, and we're also on Twitter. We're working on that out of the Berg Pod on Twitter. Working on that, trying to get our Twitter appearance. Trying to get there. more active pretty recently, or uh, pretty soon here. Yeah. Um. Right now, my personal page is gone. It may or may not come back. Stay tuned. Chris Kelly. <laughs> Chris. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Big Chris underscore no Big Chris five seven, and then on IG as Chris Kelly five seven eight. And Jay, plug your stuff. You already know trippy underscore beaming all social media platforms that he beaming 410 all social media platforms against the grain l7 is what we rep loyalty and love keep beaming up yeah man as i always say please stay black stay safe stay woke we love y'all bye